Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio.
share it with your friends and family and let them know that you grew into the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. Hallelujah. In this place. All right. Uh, I'm tempted, but I'm just going to leave it alone. Amen. Amen.
16300 Washnow, South Holland, Illinois, at 2 p.m. Maggie Pryor and Outreach Ministry, please be remembered to shop for Thanksgiving baskets. Some food can be purchased now and stored here at the church. Remember to check your expiration date. Baskets will be given out on November 18th at 1 to 3 p.m. Name and phone numbers of those needed baskets can be given to any member of the two groups. Check with Pastor first. To all ministry leaders, please plan to meet with Pastor Person before the end of the year to review your ministry activities over the past year and discuss possible activities for the next year. Our annual worship program will be held on November 12th, beginning at 2.30 p.m. instead of 3 o'clock. Pastor Person will be our speaker. Dinner will be served directly after the 11 a.m. service. Please mark your calendar. This Tuesday, October 31st, is the deadline for completing your food handling certificate. Remember to send a copy to the church clerk when you complete the course. Please let me know if you are a loved one who would like to be included on our prayer list. Please contact the office. These have been your announcements for the week. Please govern yourselves accordingly. Thank you. We thank Sister Freddie Boyd for doing announcements this morning. Patricia is many on demand. She's been going up and down the steps for, let's just say, a lot of years and took one that didn't wasn't really there. So she had a stumble yesterday. Uh, so she's kind of uh, recovering. So we are praying for her uh, in that her recovery is swift. When you get to be uh, of a certain age, Falling can be very detrimental to your health. Amen? So uh, we're praying for her, certainly for her recovery. Um, Just want to say to Ebenezer, to all of you who were uh, here yesterday, uh, thank you so very much for your support and for your presence and for your ministry uh, for the services, memorial service for our own brother, uh, Kenneth. Uh, The outpouring of love was amazing and was deeply felt uh, by his entire family. And certainly, Ebenezer, we want to say thank you for what you have done. Amen? We are getting ready for the last two months of the year, and we are excited of the ministry opportunities that we will have going forward as it relates to Thanksgiving uh, and also going beyond these walls to uh, be blessings to families. Uh, uh, in our city, and so we're excited, and I know we have the annual toy drive and other things that we're trying to do as we get ready for preparation for 2023. Uh, Let me just say right now that we will continue our focus going into 2024 on evangelism. Amen. We will continue that as we recognize that God has called us to grow and to go beyond these walls and compel boys and girls, men and women to make their uh, commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're going to continue to focus on that. Amen. We're going to continue to focus on that uh, in the year, uh, new year coming. 
There were many of people here yesterday that are were former members. Some consider themselves still members. We want to remind them of their commitment and encourage them to come and worship with us in person as the Lord will allow. Uh, at this time, we want to acknowledge uh, our guests who are here. If you are visiting with us here at Ebenezer, would you just raise your hand or wave your hand so that we might acknowledge you? Praise the Lord for your presence. Praise the Lord for your presence and your presence today. Uh, we're we're so excited that you are here today. And our members are going to stand and they're going to uh, come and greet you as we pass the peace of Christ one to another. Members, let's stand and let's greet each other and boldly uh, receive one another uh, as we pass the peace of Christ. Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. Amen. 
Amen. Let's continue worship this morning.
Come on. You called on him when you couldn't get nobody else.
We pray now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every heart said amen. 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 Uh, 
and particularly for those persons who are watching online, uh, if we don't read a name or a name is omitted, please charge it to our heads and not our hearts. We're trying to update this with this prayer list weekly, and sometimes a name might fall off uh, inadvertently. Uh, and we want you to know that uh, all you have to do is call the church office uh, to confirm the name that you want on the prayer list. I celebrate the fact that you know the import of prayer. You know that prayer changes situations and circumstances. And so we appreciate your effort to get the name out among the people, not so that they can be called, but so that people in the circle of faith will remember, will remember these names. And then after we have left here, go into their own prayer closet and remember the names again. And so we are lifting up Lindsay Mayfield, Marguerite Jones, Doris Robinson, Deacon Chester Coleman, Elise Grant, Alfred Moore, Mary Burton, Shirley Anderson, Mary Sumter, Mary Alexander, who turns 100 years old today, Reverend James Thompson, Bernetta Pearson, Michael Jones Jr., Ernestine Rowe, Lily Turner, Merle Gunn, Carol Blevins, Leonard Tolbert, Willie Wendell, Brendan Charles McLaughlin, John Lewis, Monica Burnell, Willie McDavis, Marlena Jackson, who's present here today, and Beverly Bogus, who's also here today, Nikita Franklin, Sarah Billups, Rhonda Brown, Jack Spitz, Virgilene Daniels, Laura Cogwell, Maisie Jordan, Aaron McCray, Maxine Osby, Marita Payton, Joseph Harris, Jennifer Ward, Tasha McShann, Irene Brown, Irma Johnson Edgar, Sean Harden, Linda Mayfield, Marlene Cohen, Marvin Locke, Children Cobra Hospital, Rob Martin, Pamela Morris, Howard Jones, Marcus Sibley, Ruby Clerk, Edward Sullivan, Myron Brooks, the Honorable Mayor Brandon Johnson, Princess Bird and family, Juanita Cooper, Wanda Kimbrough, Marcelo Burns and family, Shauna Anderson and family, Tamara Ransom, Albert Cheney, Deborah Blunson, Veronica Taylor, and Vivian Pekat family. Let us go to God in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we come before you today interceding on behalf of the names that we have lifted here today. God, you know all about us. You know all about these names that we have lifted, the names that we have spoken, and you, have, you know the unspoken names, God. God, we ask right now that you would touch, oh God, touch them with your finger of love, they stand in need of healing, God. We can attest that we know you in a great position. So, God, we ask that you would have your way in sick rooms, in nursing homes, in care facilities right now in the name of Jesus. We lift up caregivers today, those who have been given the task of caring for loved ones, God. We know that oftentimes, oh God, it's difficult and challenging, oh God. 
requires a rearrangement of schedules, O oh God, to meet the need of a loved one, God. We ask right now, God, you pour back into them, O oh God. That's what they empty on a regular basis. Continue to encourage them, O oh God, and let them not be weary in well-doing. God, we pray for our country. We pray for this world, O oh God, the violence that is going on in our streets, the wars that are raging in our communities and abroad. We speak peace, O oh God, in the Middle East, O oh God. We speak peace in Ukraine. We speak peace, O oh God, wherever nations are warring, O oh God. God, we have the ability to have all the modern conveniences of this world, but yet we struggle. We struggle learning how to live with one another. God, we ask that you would heal our lands, O oh God. Heal our land. We pray, O oh God, for the people in Lewis and Maine, O oh God. The people on the west side, O oh God, in North Lawndale, O oh God, have your way. Touch and deliver, O oh God. We pray for our church, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, for this membership, this leadership. We pray, O oh God, that you would encourage our hearts, O oh God, keep us focused on that hand, the, the task at hand, O oh God. God, as we seek to grow our congregation, grow our finances, grow our impact in the community of God, continue to lead and guide and direct us. Lord, we not only make petitions today, but we also offer words of gratitude. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you allowed us to see another day. Thank you, God, that you allowed us to make our way and trust our way to this, the house of prayer. Thank you, God, for a reasonable force of health and strength. Thank you, God, for the activity of our limbs, oh God. Thank you, God, that we are in our right minds today. Thank you for your manifold blessings in our lives individually and in this faith community corporately. God, we ask right now that you be in the midst of the balance of this service. There's something that may be said or uttered, oh God, will speak to the needs of those who have came here in faith, looking for a word from thee. And we'll be ever so careful to give you praise, to give you honor and glory, which belongs only to you. This is our prayer. This is our plea. And we lift now this prayer upon the wings of the Lord and place it before thy feet. To the all-wise God, we pray it for his sake, we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord.
for the music and ministry. Eric, Negro, you sung that song. And it's a, I know why you sang it so well. Because God is blessing you. 
It's, it's, it's powerful when you sing, when you sing and you know what you're singing about. That was a heck of a testimony this morning. And we thank God for him using you. Even right now. In Judges in seven chapters says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, By three hundred men that Lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into thy hand. Lord, all the other people go every man unto his place. So the people took victuals in their hands and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man, unto his tent. And retained those 300 men. And the host of Midian was beneath him in the valley. And we'll talk just for a few minutes of faithful followers. Faithful followers. The story of Gideon's battle against the Midianites is a familiar one. It's a story of courage. It's a story of constancy and also a story of caution. Gideon was the noblest of Israel's judges. He, he may have come from the most obscure family in a small tribe, but Gideon was no coward. He may have seemed to balk at God's command, but that was only because men who are worthy to do God's work are never anxious to begin with. For we all know that it is doing the work of God is a high calling and cannot be taken lightly or be done for the wrong reason. Before Gideon warned against the Midianites, he had to tear down the altar of Baal and his father Joash that his father Joash had built. When Gideon tore tore it down under the threat of death, his Survival proved to everyone that Gideon was God's chosen leader. So they named him Jeroboam, which means let Baal please. The hand that had smitten the idol was now ready to smite the Midianites. For seven years, these Midianite marauders had paralyzed Israel. They had come through this valley time and time again, swarming on Israel like locusts, taking all of Israel's treasures for sport. Once again, they were camped in the valley after a successful raid as they prepared for the homeward march. But by this time, Ebenezer Gideon had had enough. Two armies were now face to face, one on the mountain slopes and one in the valley. Gideon's army was on the south side of the valley, above the well of Herod, which means trembling, and for indeed someone was going to be trembling. This morning we can learn a few lessons from Gideon and his army. The first lesson is make sure that whatever 
value find yourself, see, that your battle is by divine means. Don't undertake God's work unless God has called you to the task. You know, a lot of times Christians get, get into trouble because they try to operate in the wrong lane. Let me say that again. I guess nobody heard that one. We get into trouble because we try to operate in the wrong lane. A lane where God didn't call you to. Gideon, you see, prayed and asked God to use him to overthrow the enemy. But he had to be certain that this was God's plan and not his own pride that was inspiring. You know the story of the fleece. Twice Gideon asked for a sign. He needed a sign from God. First, a wet fleece on dry ground, and then a dry fleece on wet ground. It was only then that Gideon was sure it was God's idea to lead Israel against the Midianites and not his own. Gideon was now ready. His faith had delivered him in times of difficulty and disaster. He had been strengthened during trials and tribulations. God had sustained him through the pain of persecution. He was now assured that no weapon formed against him would be able to prosper. And I don't know about you, but if I'm about to fight a battle, I want to feel like Ain't nothing going to happen to me that God don't want to happen to me. That no weapon that the enemy sends my way will be able to prosper. God saw that Gideon was ready. He was a godly man. He was humble in spirit, pure in his motives, and faithful in his commitments. But now God had to be sure Israel was ready. Winning a battle by divine means meant that Israel must not take the credit for the victory. Because you know what we tend to do. When we get a grant to renovate this building, we can't put ourselves in a position to let our testimony say, this is what I did or what we did. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. Everything that we do, every battle that we overcome, every experience that we get on the other side of, we need to make sure that we don't get the glory, but that God gets the glory. Anybody in this room ever been through a battle? Anybody in this room ever been through some pain? It wasn't all the degrees on the wall. It wasn't the money in your bank account. It was God who did it. Next, you have to make sure you fight your battles with the right arm. But Gideon was sure of his call. He put out the call to battle. And guess what? 32,000 men showed up to fight. I wish I had that kind of power. I'd call out and say, 
Ebenezer is about to fight a battle and 32,000 people come through those doors. Because on the surface, it seemed like Gideon had all the tools to win. These soldiers showed up because of their trust in Gideon, but after they arrived, many of them looked down in the valley at the host of the fearless Midianites and thought, we can't win this thing. And suddenly, courage seemed to be in short supply. So, Gideon, so God told Gideon to weed out the cows. God said, if they scared, just tell them to go home. And more than a third of Gideon's army headed for safety. They saw the Midianites' numbers and they sighed. They saw the Midianites' weapons and they cried. They saw the Midianites celebrating their victory and they wanted to hide. You know, there's no sense plunging into service for your Savior if you don't think we can win. That's why I'm not daunted by all the wounds that God has given to all of us. Because I believe in my heart that God can win. I know it may seem overwhelming. I, I know it might seem ominous. But you need to know and understand that with God we can win. I know there's not 30,000 people in here, but with the faithful few, we can win. If you can't, don't believe you can win with God, you won't win. The enemy will smell your cowardice a mile away. Many a ministry has failed. Because unprepared believers quit before they made a dent in their discipleship duties. Much of the ministry's work is left undone because the soul-saving trench work is neglected. You say, well, what is the trench work? What is the blocking and tackling of faith? It's prayer. It's study. Is study, is prayer, is prayer, and is study. That's the trench work of the faithful. It takes courage to fight for Christ. It takes courage to believe that the battle really ain't yours. It's the Lord's. 22,000 men were afraid to trust God. They were afraid to be doers of the word and not hearers on it. They could never win. They couldn't help. They would only hinder. Because the truth of the matter is you don't need everybody on your team. The enemy, you see, uses every trick in the book to steal a spiritual victory. He especially loves to use pride. The pride can render our efforts useless. The serpent can charm an eager Christian to take the right journey and answer the right call for all the wrong reasons. 
You know what reason we seek? So our name gets called. So we able to get a plaque. God will only use those who are approved by him. A workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So God cut the number. Gideon now had just 10,000 leaders. It brings us to the third lesson. In every battle, quality outweighs quantity. Y'all didn't hear that. When God calls an army to battle, it's not weapons or numbers that are God's primary concern. God's primary concern is courage and faithfulness. Because God uses men and women of great courage who trust Him. Never 
Be afraid of being in the minority. All battle preparation requires a winnowing or assisting of God. God tries, tries men and women to prove their faith, their character, their integrity, their sincerity, and their principles. Ministry, you see, is not for the faint-hearted. It's not for the weary, the fickle, or the wishy-washy. You can't win if you are not first washed by God. A handful of men took a handful of water and God chose them for their readiness. They were faithful whose souls thirsted after thee. They had already won the battle over the temptation to flee. They had already conquered the strongholds of the enemy. Now they had discovered the wells of refreshment to trust in the Lord with, with all thy heart and lean not that's what we're doing, Ebenezer. I know what it looked like on paper, but I'm trusting in God with all my heart. And I'm not leaning on my own meager understanding. I'm trusting God to do what God says that God is going to do. I know it looks impossible, but let me tell you with God all are possible. Ebenezer, if we want to be effective for Christ, and we do, that's where we need to be. We need to be holy and completely trusting in the Lord. Never allow yourself to be among the two-thirds that are panic-struck when you see a little trouble come. Leave all the battle plans to God. God only requires that you be fit for the task. The only thing you should be affecting is my temperament and my tongue, my faith and my forgiveness, my conviction and my commitment. For the Lord is looking for you, faithful followers whose efforts are sincere and whose values are real. The Lord is looking for a few faithful followers whose judgment is sound and whose decisions are wise. The Lord is looking for a few faithful followers whose conscience is clear and whose emotions are controlled. The Lord is looking for a few faithful followers whose decisions are wise and whose motives are pure. The Lord is looking for a few faithful followers whose faith is firm. A few faithful followers for whom it doesn't matter what it looks like in the battle. Because you are ready and you know that God got this. Gideon and his men won the battle. You know the story and you've read Judges before. In fact, it was not much of a battle at all. We can only imagine the effect of the sudden bray of trumpets and wild war cries from Gideon's army as the sleeping Mennonites stumbled from their tents without leadership to guide them and without any knowledge of the numbers of their foes. All they saw were the flaring torches and The tactics used by Gideon caused the Midianites to turn on each other 
and to plead for their lives. Solomon wrote about it. He said, the wicked flee when no man pursues it, but the righteous is bold as a lion. Ebenezer, we are Christ's army. We have no weapons to wield, but the sound of the trumpet called to repentance. And the light of our Christian lives shining, shining through our earthen vessels. But if we boldly lift our voices in the ancient war cry of the gospel, and let the word peel forth from us and flash the light of our holy lives on the dark world, we too can break the sleeper's slumber and introduce him to Christ's glad wakening. So the question this morning, will you enlist in the army of our captain, Jesus? Will you become a partaker of Christ's conquest? Will you be transformed into a soldier for the Lord? You see, Christ needs a few faithful followers ready to fight. Because I declare this morning, he will change your circumstance. Do I have a witness in this room? He will change your circumstances. Where there is fear, now faith will be in control. Where there is despair, now hope will stand firm. Where there is defeat, now victory marches on. The Lord needs a few faithful followers to do his work and to do his will. The word of God for the people of God and all of God's people say it. Amen. Amen. This time we're going to open the door to the church. Perhaps there's someone here that would like to give their life to the Lord. What that means is we are extending invitation to you to join with us here in Ebenezer. If you desire our soul to you to come by letter, by your Christian experience, perhaps you've been disconnected away from the church, we want to extend an invitation to you to join with us here right now. You don't have to worry about being judged. This is a friendly church. This is a loving church. And we will embrace you with love. If that's you, if that's you, you can come at this time. Our deacons are standing to extend an invitation to you to join with us here at Ebenezer. We have plenty of good room and plenty of good work to do. We're extending the invitation to you right now. Come on, quiet thing.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 